Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. This is your family, man. Welcome home, no judgment zone. This week's episode, Mr. Perfect. Let's get into it. Let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. A lot going on. Um, Let's get right into it. Episode 503, Mr. Perfect, man. So the first thing I want to do is, um, you know, if you follow me or anything like that, I've been noticeably, noticeably absent this week from social media very sparingly. I think I went on there on Wednesday. And um, long story short, I mean, uh, I just finished a fast. Like, I just finished a fast today. So if my energy is a, a little behind, that is the reason. <clears throat> and I also, because I talk about, I feel like I talk about this <laughs> every time or uh, every year around fast time, right? Because, and I'll use scripture. So there is reference in scripture to like certain things that we do in front of people who's faith or belief may not be as strong. So for instance, I'm speaking specifically to the scripture when he talks about God doesn't care what you eat. However, if there's somebody in your presence who is maybe not as uh, far along in their spiritual growth as you, and they think, right, that what you eat makes you, you know what I mean, foul or whatnot, then for that reason, it matters. So I'm using scripture before I say this, right? So I'm careful about what I say about the fast um, because other people who may not be as far as long, it never fails, bro. And I mean, so it'd be people, <laughs> it'd be people I ain't heard from, heard from, from years, right? It never fails. Oh, um, you know, in the Bible, they say that you shouldn't be walking around bragging about your fast, right? Pause. Cause today I got time, right? I'm Mr. Perfect. This episode's about me. I got time. I'm gonna keep it real, man. I'm gonna keep it real a lot in this episode. First things first. 
a person who makes a statement like that, I'm just, I'm, I don't know how else. I'm going to keep it blunt. You obviously missed the whole point of the Bible. Straight up. If you say something about something that was in the Old Testament, you totally miss what happened with the New Testament, right? Second, using scripture, it says that his word is living and breathing, right? On the very first page of the Bible, when God created the earth, the word was there with him, right? So it's living and breathing. So like, it's almost arrogant. And we're going to talk about this more. This episode, I always say it like, who the hell do we think we are? Scripture again, my knowledge, as far as the um heaven is from the earth is as far as my knowledge is from y'all's, aka we can't understand what God got going on, right? So for us to not think that God who created everything, right, doesn't know, didn't know about Facebook, yeah, believe it or not, social media, he didn't know about that and didn't expect that and didn't expect for people who are spiritually a little bit more mature to adapt His word, that's arrogant in our own way. So when people say like, yo, you shouldn't be posting that on First, and here's the other thing, man. I got time today, and I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I got time today. I learned a couple of years ago when I started this journey and being more, you know, focused on developing myself and being more aware and so forth and so on. I realized a couple of key things. I always say, okay, man, tactics. So when it comes to getting into other people's business, if you have true business about yourself and true business going on, you don't have time to go get in on anybody else's business. So when somebody say something to me about that on, on, on social media, and I know humbly, I got medicine ball, bro. People actually reach out to me, follow me on wisdom, follow me on Instagram and ask me questions, text me, where you at? I got all kinds of platforms where I have communities and humbly I mentor and help, you know, coach people. So if I go missing for a week, I'm actually accountable. You know what I mean? And um, I'm filming this at the same time. Y'all see the merch. Go get the merch. I got stuff going on. And if you really had your own business, you don't got time to be in nobody else's business. All of that to say, because I was very careful about how I spoke to fasting um, on social media. I've been fasting. Discipline, getting closer to God. And that's how this episode kind of developed. Um, You know, like I mentioned you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, please follow and subscribe to my YouTube. That's going to motivate me to give more content. I've been focusing on shorts. And the Wisdom app is where they got this thing where you can go into these rooms. And, of course, this week I didn't do it. And um, that's how God works, right, when I'm trying to build new routines and getting into the first two weeks fast, no social media and stuff, and then get back into it. It helps your perseverance. But anyway, <clears throat> on the Wisdom app, and, you know, I, I mentioned this and all of this is related to scripture, uh, things that I'm saying, but you have to have people who hold you accountable or like minded individuals that you can talk to are as recent as the last like within the last, I'm not going to say the last two years, but maybe prior to the last two years, I used to say a whole bunch who the Superman talk to. Who the Superman, calling myself Superman, which is arrogant in its way. But the idea behind it was, I was just like, yo, everybody leans on me. I don't feel like I have anyone to talk to. And that's prior to me getting closer to God. But you don't want to feel alone, right? God wants us to have companionship. So you have to have people who hold you accountable. Side note, Fabulous, the Fabulous app. That's the only time I'm probably going to say their name because I'm working a deal. 
but it's an app that basically does what I'm talking about, helps to hold you accountable, helps you to build new habits, new patterns, and they have life groups and life circles on there. And the medicine ball group is there. I went ahead and paid for a premium. Side note again, invest in yourself. I went ahead and paid for the premium. So I will be getting more involved in uh, those things. But I'm talking to my people while I'm fasting. And, you know, as I've grown more spiritually and matured more spiritually, it's kind of gone for, okay, here's a fast. Oh, I can only do three days. Okay, I can do longer. Okay, I can do a very long time to, okay, how do I get more out of the fast? And I know uh, when I first started, when I was younger in my spiritual growth, I would fast and just kind of just be idle with the time. It was almost like doing it. I was almost working wrong because it was like I was still anxious because I wouldn't watch TV if that's what it was or whatnot. But I wouldn't be doing anything versus now I intentionally spend that time with God. I'm intentionally breaking out books and writing stuff down like, yo, I'm going to go through Proverbs today for an hour during the fast. So with that also comes accountability, like I was saying with the people I talked to, and this is all going into this Mr. Perfect episode. Uh, I ask things about myself and have deep conversations, and I'm going to do that. I don't know if I'm going to do it next episode or the episode after. It's going to be Bloom's Taxonomy, and I'm going to explain kind of like the levels of intelligence and how that works, but those people in my inner circle and those accountability people are on that same level. So we can be, you know, um, what is it? Uh, vulnerable with one another <clears throat> and Mr. Perfect. So I feel like right now is the time for me to incorporate one of my little medicine ball stories with a little exaggeration. Right? So I was a huge dub and, and mind you, like I'm thinking about Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny and everything. Yeah, I believed the wrestling was real for a good amount of time, right? A good amount of time. And I did come up in the attitude, a.k.a. the suck it era. But anyway, prior to that, I was watching the old school WCW. And um, I later found out that, you know, when me going to Gwinnett County School, Lex Luger's kids, Sting's kids, Lord Steven Regal, they was always there. Um, but I, I had wrestlers that I liked. Sting was one of them. The British Bulldog was one of them. Brett the Hitman Hart. And a lot of times with wrestling, what uh, what they will tell you now if you're more mature, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but like, let's use The Rock, for example. When they're like, hey, how do you get the character of The Rock? And he's like, yo, that's my arrogant personality turned up to 10, turned up to a max, right? So the names go along with the energy and the charisma. So let's go back to uh, wrestlers that I like. I named Sting British Bulldog. Now I'm about to take it back and show my age. I like Flying Brian Pillman, right? Even that name was dope. I like Ravishing Rick Rude. Even that name was dope. And then I like someone, and I knew their real name from the beginning because it all went together so well. His name was Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning, a.k.a. Mr. Perfect. Now, um, y'all go YouTube it, man, or whatever, but bro, man, like, in retrospect, this dude had it down pat. Even his walk to the ring. He would walk to the ring kind of like, man, all these country bumpkin fans. Like, you could just see it on his face, right? And he was actually, in retrospect, I watch, you know, when they talk about shoots and who could actually wrestle, he was actually talented and strong, which now makes sense. But 
he would wrestle these guys and be dealing with them, not even saying anything, but looking with them and actually dealing with them with his wrestling moves as if like, you got me out here wrestling this peon who's beneath me. What you talking about, Mr. Perfect? He just kind of walked around. His form was perfect. And then his finishing move was the perfect plex, right? And that really stuck to me, right? So boom, fast forward. So as I'm talking and all of this is going to make sense. Like I say, when I have interactions with people, not even where I feel some type of way, not even where I did anything wrong, because it's not always about that. But maybe they feel I did something wrong or didn't listen or handled it wrong. Man, very rarely can anybody affect me. And it's not because I don't care. It's because I'm hard on myself. Can't nobody be harder on me than myself. Right. That goes back to that Mamba mentality It's either in you or it's on you. So if you hard on yourself and somebody say, um, yo, you don't listen like you're not necessarily going to be like, oh, my God, why do you say I don't listen? You're going to accept that and move through it, especially if you're not in a peanut gallery and you're here with medicine ball. You accept that wholeheartedly. Right. So um, let's get into this Mr. Perfect thing. So to be honest, the first time I clearly remember somebody saying that in reference to me or how I carried myself in my life was my younger brother, right? And, um, oh, you're Mr. Perfect. And mind you, in retrospect, I don't even know what it was in reference to, but like at that age and a sibling rivalry and everything that goes into it, of course, at that age, I wasn't able to think of it that maturely, but it's just like, he just probably said anything. He watched wrestling too. And, um, but it just goes to show you how things in your life, especially when you're younger. And this is why, um, I'm so big on medicine ball and just like actively thinking and not being mentally lazy. Things like that will have an effect on you because I remember it. And if he hears this, he'll hear this episode. Like he knows, like I, I didn't take it personally or, but it, it, it later built some things. Now, I previously talked in other episodes about, I don't know how, because my episodes is getting deep, but long story short, my father's side of the family, let's just say they're connected. I've mentioned my producer um, connections. I've mentioned some of the people in my family. Being in Atlanta, I've worked with a ton of people, but just like, I don't know how else to explain it. Some stuff happened like 25 years ago that was on the news, and it, it was really big. He's known by... All of that to say, when I be when I'm hanging around with my uh, father's side of the family, this is the next time it started really sticking out to me, the Mr. Perfect and all of that. Again, in retrospect, just being mature about it and talking about it, their education just based on the area that they were in wasn't as good. It just wasn't like, right. My mom was hyper aware. She went to the Ohio state. She put me into uh, the Gwinnett County school system, which at the time was tippity tip top. And that, you know, leads to college and things that you just don't know at that, but you see in retrospect. But all of that to say, of course, I was a little bit more intelligent and, you know, it's really my curiosity. I think I mentioned, I know I mentioned this on a previous show. We used to always go to the mountains and I still go to the mountains now. All of that to say there's like the electrical wires that, you know, you see that run the electricity but when you start getting close to the mountains, they have these things that look like basketballs. And they're like little orange balls on the, I don't know. You got to go look it up, but you've seen them. And like, even with that, most people will see that and be like, I wonder what that is, right? And then just be cool with that. Bro, I wonder what that is. I'm going to go find out, which I later found 
it's for to help guide the planes, which makes sense. It's in a mountain, foggy, put it on there, whatever, whatever. It's probably a little outdated, but it makes sense. So, like, I might be around my father's side of family and them cousins and something like that might come up and I'll speak on it. Or here's my thing, and I ain't hating on nobody, but strawberry, cross the street, um, skeet the water gun, right? I'll be like, street? Strawberry? Oh, college boy, Mr. Perfect, know it all. Man, why you being so pacific? You mean specific? Oh, see, that's what I'm saying, right? So, Mr. Perfect, right? So that, again, and I spoke to this when I was in those environments around, you know, my my father's side, my cousins, and, that, and, and, and mind you, they're good people, but they're just connected more on the street side. So some of the situations I was privy to as a producer was because of my relation. So now when you in these things, and I'm a name drop, I told you I got time today, you in QC Studios with Dirty Dave. Right, with uh my cousin MPA Duke, Skipper the Flipper, Losi around that time, the Migos around that time, and you and you're hearing Sean Kingston songs that never came out, and then five years later you hear Sean Kingston talking about it, and everybody calling him Cap, and you're thinking to yourself, anyway, you start dumbing yourself down. I remember one time, <laughs> oh, man. yo man, I we were in the studio, <clears throat> and um. I spoke to this. My father, you know, was the head network specialist for Atlanta Public Schools. So I'm a little computer savvy, more so than most people know. And, man, these folks was trying to get some piece of equipment on for a minute. And I'm over there on the couch. Now, mind you, they got money. I ain't going to drop no names. These are famous folks with more money than me, more whatever, whatever. But I'm sitting on the couch and watching, like, these eight folks in the studio try to rummage with this and I'm looking at the peripheral, the USB hub and the light's not on it, which lets me know all I gotta do is press a button to turn it on, right? Long story short, in them situations, like in retrospect, like I sat back for like 30 to 45 minutes delaying the session, which we're paying, which they're paying like, you know what I mean? I ain't getting to that, but because I ain't wanna be looked at as Mr. Perfect, a know-it-all. Uh, let's go one more step, run relationships. Now, I, I've said this many a time, and my sisters will speak for me. I have four older sisters. Let me count. I don't want to drop no names. Randy, I will drop her. Shout out to Black Millennials Podcast. That's my niece. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm getting old. Four sisters, four nieces, one, two, three grandnieces. I know a little bit about women. I ain't claiming to be a woman expert, but it's just like I done gone in the bathroom in the morning and seen certain stuff, right? I done dealt with it. I know what it's like when it's that time of the month. You just got to lay low. You feel me? You can't even say nothing. Like even with that, you see what I'm saying? All of that to say when it comes to my relationship as I mature and look at myself and issues that I can be better on, I, I, I do pay attention to the things that repeat. In relationships, one thing that repeats is you're not listening to me. And let's let, let, let me just put a little let me put a little let me jot this down real quick because I'm gonna come back to each one of these and tell y'all like how I think because I want to use this episode to show y'all like how I use my own advice in life. So you're not listening to me, right? Um. I don't even think these folks watch wrestling, but I've heard Mr. Perfect from at least three women, right? And here's the last one. 
it's all me, right? So watch how I set this up. Now, pause, because I want to teach y'all, if y'all following medicine ball, like how you could be so sharp. We're going to talk about these levels of, of intelligence on a later episode, but pause. The fact that I can write down these three things off of my relationships to an intelligent person, that should already tell you something about me. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way, but you got to learn to look at stuff, read between the lines. And if you can't read between the lines, what this tells you is that I am, I do what I say I do. Like I just said, if the conversation was good, I go back and analyze it, right? Furthermore, I'll just give you an example. You're not listening to me. I'm on Google for like an hour and a half just looking like, what's this mean? Okay, when somebody says you're not listening to me, da 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 da, da. Okay, when somebody, right? I, I, I do that often. Not just because of medicine ball. No, that's just a byproduct. It's because I'm constantly trying to be the best version of myself, right? So I can't be Mr. But anyway, um, I'm always hard on myself. I'm always striving, especially I take this very serious that I speak to people who might take some of the things I say and implement it in their life. I'm not lazy with that. I do my due diligence to develop myself before I even speak. I talked about this last episode, right? So those three things, and I'm trying to teach y'all how to look at uh, character. I'm going to tell y'all about me and we're going to get through it because I could go on forever, um, but the fast does have me a little tired. But anyway... <clears throat> So when it comes to me, so let me let me let me start from here because I'm looking at my notepad. Uh, I'm in a Bible study group, and without getting into too much details, the person leading it sent me a test that you could take to get your spiritual gifts. This test was 80 questions long to get your spiritual gifts right, and without going too deep into it, you know, it was three gifts that they gave you. One of them was <laughs> administrative well, I'll give you all of them one of them was administrative one of them was pastoring and one of them was shepherding and it gave you your strengths and your weaknesses and I want to tell you what it said about mine real quick so it said that I need to be careful I'm trying not to get too you are goal-oriented well-disciplined and work best under heavy pressure. You are often a good motivator and not a procrastinator. You are a serious-minded, highly motivated, intense, and have an accurate self-image. You tend to be more interested in the welfare of the group than your own desire. You are probably a perfectionist and want things done your way now. Although to others you appear to be organized, you usually aren't. Be careful that you do not make decisions just based on logic rather than scripture. Work on your willingness to admit to making a mistake and being more sensitive to quote unquote little people. Try to be a little more tolerant of other people's mistakes. That's what it says. And, and it says a whole bunch of other stuff about like, yo, you're a great leader, da, 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 da. but I ain't gonna lie. Like, and this is, that's how God works. Bars appear to be organized. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and I was like, yo, if I told you that like at one point in my life, I had my mom used to say this, man, I had this monster of dirty clothes on my floor spilling out of the basket. And it was an obstacle course. And if you got up in the middle of the night, you might break. If I told you I used to be like that, would you believe me? Nah, hell no. Nah. And this would be the same person who said, um, yo, you're Mr. Perfect. Pause, bars. I want to show y'all again how you got to think it, Louis, between the lines. Basically, what I said right there when I said, hey, if you believe I used to be messy, no, Paul, what I'm basically saying is, yo, I used to be messy. I wasn't good at it. 
And I got to a point to where you can't even see that that used to be a part of me. How am I Mr. Perfect? Let's get into it, man. So shepherding. I want to move into my next thing because I ask this also often in um other forums and whatnot. And I ask, you know, who's a better judge of character, men or women? Now, for the sake of this episode, gender don't matter. We're going to focus on your ability to judge character. A lot of people don't know how to judge character. I got time today. You know why they don't? Because they don't know themselves. How can you accurately judge someone else and their characteristics when you don't really know yourself? Most people are scared to be alone with themselves. And like, I want y'all to really think about that. This pandemic exposed a lot of stuff in people and a lot of people saw stuff they didn't like. Right. It's crazy. Like, I'll give y'all a little fact. I adopted Mamba through the, uh, uh, during the pandemic. Do y'all know that during those two years in the United States, the most animals ever got adopted? Just seems arbitrary, but that should tell you something. Somebody needs a companion. Now, me to an extent as well, but, you know, I've discussed Mamba and most people who do that, they in the peanut gallery, they're not in the medicine ball gym. So they're not thinking this all the way through. Right. But that's just divorce. High as hell. Everybody working from home. That person you married. Uh oh, it got real too much in your feelings and not stick it to the business. When business wise, logic wise, during a pandemic, when y'all working from home and everything's uncertain, that's when it need to be all hands on deck. But we, but most people don't even slow down long enough to make a logical decision. A divorce is going to cost you money. And you probably got, like I said, we're going to get into an episode where I talk about levels of thinking because a part of this also is like, and I'm doing it on this episode, but it's just like, you don't tell people this kind of stuff. You don't belittle them. If you know, you know, you try to help them. If they can't be helped, keep it moving, but you treat them with kindness. Learn during fasting, fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So you still want to deal with people. And I'm not going to get too much about the next episode, but you just got to understand stuff. So let me touch on those things that I spoke about uh, previously as I multitask. You remember y'all like two seasons ago, I was crying about having a video, everything. Now I'm bouncing back and forth between screens. Um, So let's get into those things. So like you're not listening. I think I spoke on this previously. I realize when most people, seven times out of 10, when they say you're not listening to me, it's not that you're not listening, it's that you didn't give them the cue that they're looking for, whether it be a, a nod, whether it be you specifically say, hey, I'm listening, whether it be you being quiet and pausing one 1,000, two 1,000. And I just want to give y'all a little side tip, man. When you're in a, um, I don't want to say emotional, but just like a high, a, a high energy conversation. Right. Let's say that. And I've said this many times. Number one, nobody listens to the angry guy or girl. Number two, when you get angry, it's been so many times and I'll use myself as an experience. My father being older, me and him still go back and forth. And as he gets older, his Jones are just like not as skillful. So, for instance, and he used to be able to just throw some jabs and then hit you with a, one or two low blows, right? He getting old. This man going to hit you with like five low blows, right? So, it can make you annoyed. And 
I know situations where we have had those confrontations. I get upset and, you know, we storm off. And then when I'm calm headed and I think about it, I was like, man, I could have rebuttaled like this. I could have rebuttaled like this. I could have given calm and ate his lunch on that point. But what happens is in these high energy situations, most of us aren't mindful in the first place. So we're not controlling our breathing. Right. And it's all about not being mentally lazy. Even if it's something as simple as like, yo, I'm getting upset. Let me be aware of that while I'm having this conversation. You know what I mean? Because that's what emotional discipline is. Being aware of how you feel, why you feel that way, what you're saying, knowing you're saying it, so forth. Go look it up. I talked about this, but, and I'm not getting on nobody, right? And this is me still fighting the Mr. Perfect thing. Because I even say that nowadays constantly. I'm not getting on anybody. I don't mean anything. When, in fact, I know a lot of my, uh, foundation morals and principles is built on righteousness so the things that i say just like i said in the shepherding thing i just read is for the other person's benefit but anyway most people ain't doing that right so now i have you have to think like levels what right so when they say you're not listening that's what that means because i'm a, I'm a jerk sometimes so i can vividly remember situations where oh you know somebody who i'm doing was like you're not listening and I'll go on, a, I'll put the timer on my phone and be quiet. Now, in retrospect, that's petty. That's going out of my, you know what I mean? And we're going to talk more about jumping levels of intelligence, but because I know it's better. But I know logically for me to be like, what you mean I'm not listening? I just put up my timer and it was eight minutes. That's probably not going to let the situation be any better, right? So we have to uh, kind of be aware of those type of things. Um. Number two, uh, the Mr. Perfect thing. So as I was talking to people, and again, this is self-awareness. This is me really like being open. And again, I, well, I can build on it. Most people think that I feel like I'm Mr. Perfect because they might be like, yo, you, um, you didn't hear anything I said. Now, mind you, I'm the type of person, I'm a thes international thespian honor. I played Nick Bottom the Weaver. I played uh, Daddy Warbucks and a couple of other Shakespearean. Long story, Google it. But those are parts where you have to have a memory, right? So I love when people just think I'm not listening. It'd be like three weeks later, it'd be like two years later. Like, yeah, I remember on that day when you said da 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 da. They'll see me do that, but they won't give me credit and still fix their mouth to say, you're not listening. And what it really is, is two things. Number one, I hear what you say. I stored it. I'm going to be critical on myself um, with it as well. Number two, like I'm just not going to. And I think sometimes when people say stuff like that, to you, you're not listening or you're a know-it-all. They be really wanting to see that you hurt. And I don't really show that hurt. And it's not because I'm invalidating the person. It's because, bro, I'm hard as hell on myself. And. When people say they might not really know, you know what I'm saying? Know your audience. It's just like, it's not that I don't care what you're saying, but it's just like, bro, I'm, I'm hard as heck on myself. So, it, you know what I mean? And, and, and the side note of that is, if somebody else can be harder on you than you can on yourself, scripture, I'm going to go back to scripture. Boy, you're going to be like th that water that's just tossed to and fro like a breeze, bruh. I'm telling you, you're going to be letting everything but yourself. And it goes into my other part, which I was actually typing up at the same time, right? 
Uh, and that's the last thing I said. Oh, it's all me. It's everything that I did, right? Oh, it's always my fault, right? Oh, I'm the problem, right? Victim. I'm looking up the definition because I'm big on this. And again, root causes, as I'm discussing this, and I don't be wanting to because the person I'm dealing with or might be talking, they might not be on that level, but the root cause is like, you don't know who you're dealing with. You like somebody, but you don't know nothing about them. Just the fact that I'm a battle rap fan. Should t- if you now, and I'm not just saying everybody should know, but if you invested in somebody and you see that they in the battle rap and metaphors, metaphors and rebuttals and stuff, they probably into words. And I'm real big on using the right word for the situation. I'll give you an example. Habit. Eight out of ten people, if you say, yo, what's your connotation of habit? Good or bad? Oh, that's bad. Not realizing we all got habits and habits help us. If you shower once a day, it's a habit. If you eat once a day, it's a habit. You brushing your teeth, I hope it's a habit. You see what I'm saying? The bad part is just what you're enlarging in your mind. And I'm trying to help people get out of the peanut gallery with the mental thing. I'm not better than nobody. But I'm diagnosed bipolar disorder. One, high anxiety, high depression. A lot of times, I mentally can't afford to go into these places. A lot of times, because I am so focused and diligent on being self-aware, these same people who say this stuff to me, and they, and I'm not saying everybody, but just like people who care, quote-unquote, care about me, you know I'm bipolar. You know I still get racing thoughts. Like, as you're calling me Mr. Perfect, I tell people this all the time, especially people I'm dating with. I'm like, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm like, yo, they say that Yoda was the strongest Jedi, not because of his age, not because of his speed, but for the simple fact that he had to use 20 to 30 percent of his power just to keep himself alive. Just to keep himself alive. So while he's fighting Vader and everything, he's only at seven. He needs that other thing. So. I'll be telling people that I'll be like, yo, I know I, and I'm be, and it's like, I don't know, man, over people's head. I'm vulnerable. So I'm like, yo, even though it seems like I'm not diagnosed, because I say this a lot, I think people forget that I got bipolar disorder. I have race and thought, even though I say it all the time, is at the beginning of this episode, I think they forget that because I carry it well. Humbly, it's really a compliment. But it's like, I'll be telling people, like, yo, sometimes, it take me 10 to 15% of my energy just to keep my ish together, right? Mamba, I love Mamba, man, because, like, man, sometimes I just be wanting to, <laughs> but I know he'll get up and go to his cage and be like, I don't know what the hell is going on. So even in that, it teaches me to control myself because now I got to wait till I'm in the car and going to or something. You, you feel what I'm saying? But it's just like, I'm letting you know the racing thoughts, the negativity is there, but it's the Mamba mentality. Like, I, I'm going to fight back against my thoughts. And I suggest y'all do too. All right? Um, so let's let's go into all of this. So I'm going to, I wanted to bring all of this back to one. Uh, Keep on, oh, victim. So people who are like, yo, it's me. It's me, right? Let's see. What is the meaning of victim? A victim is someone who has suffered as a result of someone else's actions or beliefs. Quote, beliefs is a talk. Like, that's not even a physical or feasible thing. That should just let you know, like, on a logical level, that's weird. But it is what it is. Um, Who has suffered as a result of someone else's actions or beliefs or as a result of unpleasant circumstances. So let me tell y'all what this says. Somebody, somebody is a victim if they suffer from somebody else's beliefs or what they say or life, unpleasant circumstances. 
So let me break it down for y'all a little bit more. Based on this definition, this is something that you have to place on yourself. I don't think anybody can call you a victim because that's something you have to accept. And what happens with that is because I be hating to say it like to some people because I mean the best like you'll get pull your bridges up. You being a victim, a victim means that you're at the mercy of whatever your circumstance, situation or thing that you have going on at the time. You're at the mercy of that. And when your feelings, your thoughts and how you go about things is dependent on somebody other than yourself. Good luck. And I don't mean to sound harsh, but it's just real. So um, as I'm talking about this Mr. Perfect, I know I've been there, uh, over everywhere, but I kind of been trying to just use myself as an example of how I chop through that. So when I hear that, you know, you see what I'm doing now? I'm going to go look up victim and know what's going on. So let me kind of bring this episode to a close and make my points here about a couple of things. Uh, number one, it's very important that you build yourself on good morals, good foundations, and good principles. And furthermore, which is almost more important, is that you're willing and open, open and seeking to adapt those based on who you're trying to become the situation, and what your personal and financial and life goals are. I think a lot of, it's not even a thing I know, and I say this often, there's a lot of sheep. And there's scientific studies and science itself that shows where there's a majority, those, <laughs> where there's a majority, any stragglers, or a majority of the time bars gonna cling to that super bars. That's science right there, right? They're gonna go towards wherever the majority is, right or wrong. And they've done studies on people where they are morally sound, grew up with a good foundation, know better. And because of the, it's literally a reason, see, this is where we go back to word stuff we say all the time, it's peer pressure. That doesn't necessarily mean just like the person you hang out with, it could be a political peer pressure. It could be a social peer pressure. Everybody chiming in on Kanye and Kyrie. And if you're in a medicine ball gym and like bump that, if your foundation is grounded in the man above, right? <laughs> you're going to see things wrong with things that are going on in the world, but they'll be for different reasons. So, for instance, I think Kanye should, I mean, I think, so let's start with Kyrie. Kyrie should be ashamed of himself, right? But only for one reason, because he doesn't realize with a voice comes responsibility. He was uh, lazy, mentally lazy, right? He was uh, irresponsible with his influence. Kanye as well. And matter of fact, I'm not going to say the same thing. Well, yeah, Kanye as well. They were irresponsible with their influence. Furthermore, they didn't clarify for their audience. They said things in a way that high-level thinkers and themselves can understand. Unfortunately, all the people who follow you aren't to that level. So when you make a statement or go about expressing certain opinions, but you don't put it in layman's terms or translate for your audience, yeah, it's on you. Now, the flip side of that is 
Kanye West. It's be bars. Kanye said, yo, I don't care about what anybody who has less money than me has to say about money. And I get it. I say this all the time. It's like people who's just like, man, if I just had 10000 more dollars a year, if I just hit the lottery, I'd be straight. No, you wouldn't. Scripture, right? He who is faithful with a little can be trusted with a lot. There's stories about this, about people who are left with talents and stuff. It's got to be your character. It's either in you or it's on you. People talking about, oh, Kanye got a man. Bro, you have no idea what it's like to own 10 homes and, and your home tax at the end of the year is $1.4 million. You have no idea what it's like for your cell phone bill to regularly be $10,000 a month. Yeah, he got Lambos and all of that. Yeah, most people, but you, you, you jump off a bridge if you had a fifty thousand dollar Geico insurance policy each, each, each day. It's different problems that people is just mentally lazy and they're not aware of. So I'm not picking on anybody. I always say I use my powers for good, but you have to. And I'm speaking to myself now, because through this fasting, through journaling, and just looking at myself, I've decided that I'm not gonna be angry or upset about, but I'm about to be firm on the things that I believe in because I trust my foundation. I trust following God. Like people say they trust it and they die for it. I don't want to go that, but I die for it. Otherwise, what are you standing for? People who are too easily swayed by opinions and everything, they don't stand for nothing. Right? Man, I, 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 I could just go on about it. The big thing is Lead by example and realize, depending on where you are, certain things come with how you carry yourself. Because in those spiritual gifts, the things that I didn't read off was people are going to criticize you because you're the biggest target. People are going to take shots at you from out of nowhere. People are going to. It says all of that. And I didn't choose to come on here and be like, yo, but it says da, 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 da. It, it doesn't matter because if the person that you're dealing with, or your audience don't understand it, it's really pointless to go into it. But if you want to be great, if you want to do something outside of yourself, if you want people to say like, yo, that, such and such, she's real patient. Man, she's been kind her whole life. Man, they don't get bothered at nothing. Or y'all ever meet that person, they'd be like, man, he just chill, right? I, my challenge before I let y'all go, man, write down what, you, what your character goals are. Not your life goals, you want to be married with a picket fence and all that other stuff. That's cool. But realistically, you probably not going to get to the big asp uh, those big aspirations, those big goals if you don't have the right character. Write down what you want your character to be. And this is going to be a test in two ways. Number one, it's going to test you immediately because, let me elaborate. Write down what you want people to say about you. Now, if you heard that and you somebody who'd be like, man, I don't care what nobody say about me. You in the peanut gallery because you care. It's just be wild to be bad. These people, people who own LLC say stuff like that all the time to me. And I don't school them, but it's just like <clears throat> you definitely ain't never got no loan. You definitely ain't got no branding deal. And I'm not like down talk. I'm just speaking facts. Look how you carry yourself. We have to be accountable. Right. So the first thing is, what do you want people to say about you? I'll give you an example. You want people to say you're patient. You want people to say you're kind. You want people to say you're smart. Do you want people to come and ask you for advice? Do you want to be somebody who mentors someone? Because I say this all the time. I'll say it again here. Whatever that is, write it down. Right? This is everybody's challenge. 
That's number one. One A, because this is what you got to do immediately after that. Realize and accept that it's going to be hard to get people to say stuff like that about you. You're going to have to let your ego go. Swallow a lot of pride. Lose a lot of arguments. Be quiet a lot of times when you want to interrupt. Probably be blamed for something and not get mad at it. Probably have somebody do something that has the audacity and ignore it. Right? Because here's the thing. If you're not going through that type of stuff, I give y'all two examples. On, on the spiritual side, if you're not going through no spiritual warfare, you probably ain't lighting up the kingdom at all. I read something today as I came off my fast that said spiritual warfare a lot of times happens right when you've done something that God had you do for his kingdom or right before he's about to have you do something for his kingdom. Devil don't sleep. That's just that's that's on the side. Now, let's go to the social side, bro. Let's go back to Kyrie, right? Some people be like, yo, why does he get paid to dribble a ball? All he does is make a layup, right? Nah, bro. He has all y'all trolls with y'all's opinion, which realistically, number one, is not enough. I Everybody I see opinionated don't have no sources. They sources themselves, <laughs> right? Um, Number two, a majority of people who have the opinions have money issues or could use more money. He's not in that situation. So just from a non-emotional, psychological side, he really should just ignore it. But that's what they get paid for. That's what these celebrities and people really get paid for. To share their life to a mass audience and be criticized in front of everybody. There's people who got something to say about Kyrie done cheated on their wife three, four times and go to church every Sunday. There's people who have stuff to say about Kanye, but I'm talking amongst my culture be like, yo, I don't like white people. Me personally, I can't say that I got them in my family, but it's just like, you got to realize to a, and we're going to get into this more next episode, to a more intellectual audience, you're foolish. And that's why I want y'all to be armed as medicine ball, because here's the other thing about that. The intellectual audience isn't going to tell you that you're an idiot. And I'm just being blunt. Like, I don't mean to hurt no feelings, but I want y'all, I, I want to get this across. Like, why I am how I am. I understand stuff. Like, yeah, I still get emotion, but emotional, but like logic, bruh. To an intellectual audience, they're not going to tell you you're an idiot. They don't have time, and you'll never know. You've been on blue it in front of somebody who's a bank investor or something like that, being mentally lazy. So the next time somebody says something about your character that hangs on to you and bothers you, don't run from it, right? From a spiritual side, you should be challenging it with what God says and what his scripture is. And y'all can reach out to me and ask me more if y'all want clarity on that because that's a slippery slope. Always got to be thinking, especially in them situations, because a lot of times we make God build we want him to and we'll fit it into a box if we feel like it feel right. I give you a hint. If it's too easy, if it don't require you doing some work or taking some effort to better yourself in every situation, it probably ain't from him. But the number, the uh, second thing is remember your assignment because I'm about to close. Go write down your character goals. Realize what that is. Realize it's going to be tough and then just try to approach it every day and get you some foundation. You have to or else you'll be easily swayed over by your emotions because and we could talk about that in another episode, man. If you don't have some type of foundation based on some morals and principles, a lot of times 
we get stuck in situations or circumstances that are bad for us because of our ego. What do I mean by that? We think leaving or walking away from it, it makes us a failure. And it might. We'll talk about that on another episode. But grow. That's what it's about. Thinking about it and bettering yourself. Yo, I'm out of here. It's been a lot. I fasted. I wanted to give y'all information. Hit me up on all my uh, social media platforms. I love y'all. Pray for me. It's been real. Episode 503. It's Mr. Perfect signing off. I'm kidding. I love y'all. Stay up until next week. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.